Hey y'all, good, good afternoon, good morning. Uh, welcome to Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian's Faith Lab podcast. Uh, we are so glad that you have joined us today, uh, wherever you are, walking in your car, um, at home, sitting in your kitchen, cooking dinner. We're glad you're with us. Uh, we're still in our series where we are just spending a little time reflecting on the scripture text that will come up in Sunday's worship service. We're still in our series of walking with Jesus, and Jesus has walked us in all sorts of places over the recent weeks. And um, this week, we are headed into Jerusalem for Jesus's final week uh, as we uh, head into Easter and Holy Week. This Sunday is Palm Sunday. And many of us know that story of waving the palm branches, and um, that, that's what we're going to reflect on this week, uh, the Palm Sunday scripture, which is found in Mark chapter 11. Uh, Lori, can you read us that scripture? Thanks, Lisa. Listen for the word of the Lord. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Lori. So I have been looking really closely at this scripture this week. And it's a really complicated text, believe it or not. It's familiar. We hear it once a year. We, it's typically a time where you make sure you mark your calendar and you show up to church. But it's this version, this Mark's gospel, this is some complicated stuff. In this text, we see calls to discipleship. We see organizing. We see protest. We see the role of power and empire. And, and we see faithfulness and love and hope. And, it's, and, and, and then we just sit there. No, you know, we, we're post-Easter people. We know what's going to later on happen during Holy Week. But this, but this text causes us to think a little bit differently. So I thought we'd open up this morning with just talking about some of the complexities of this scripture. Um, and so that's kind of where I'll open us up. Okay, Marco, uh, this is Lisa again. Um, if we're going to open it up, let's talk about uh, the donkey, right? And imagine you're with Jesus and he says, 
hey, you go fetch that donkey that's right in town. And, you know, maybe you've been in charge of, or, you know, coordinating their arrangements or handling the money. And now you're called to go fetch a donkey, right? Not to mention, like, can you just go take somebody else's donkey? Um, that's, you know, it's not a very glamorous call. Um, it's not, you know, it's not an exciting job to go be a donkey fetcher. Lisa, sometimes discipleship, which I think you're alluding to, is can feel like a drudge or, a, you know, a spiritual practice or maybe more a discipline of some sort. Um, discipleship's not, not always um, glamorous. I think I've heard you say that. It has also been suggested that this call to discipleship is very dangerous and risky for the disciples because uh, it could be that this is actually a, a sign of dissent and protest and um, confrontation against what was happening on the other side of the city walls as Pilate was making his way through another gate uh, in a big, ornate display of power, money, and authority. So these, all these intimate details that Jesus gives the disciples, they are mundane, but they also might be dangerous and subversive signs and words that are meant to signify exactly what he's getting ready to do in the face of the Roman Empire and the temple. Yeah, Lori, and I think, you know, to both y'all's point, the, the discipleship, I also look at um, the people who were laying their cloaks, uh, you know, on the colt and on the ground in front of Jesus, and literally giving the clothing off of their back, which in that time was, um, you know, your cloak meant a lot, like that, that piece of clothing meant a lot to, to people, it was valuable sometimes the only thing that they had and for these people to be laying all that they felt called um in that moment you know maybe it was the only thing that they had to lay it to lay it at jesus's feet um yeah thanks ashley i think it's important for us to remember that this this parade right we celebrate it in church the children come in or enter out on and they wave their palms this parade is is a protest and kind of as Lori talked about right if there's like these two gates right and empire and power and scary <laughs> is coming in through one of them and then unknown meek never been ridden before donkey group of misfit disciples is coming in through the other and where where did the people choose to show up right they they show up at Jesus's gate they show up with the donkey and and they they don't know right we have to remember this like we know but they don't know what's coming and even without without knowing they they yell out save us and they yell out these words of praise and they literally lay down their cloaks lay down their palm fronds um for, for something that they believe in and so that's what I mean when we think about this this parade as protest. Um, it's this it's this moment where it's um, what what do you believe in? They have no idea the planning that Jesus has done, or the fact that he's riding on this donkey, knowing what's coming later in the week. You know, sometimes to stand against power or to speak the truth to power, 
not sometimes, all the time, it takes a lot of courage. And so there are displays of courage here in this scene. And I think we get hung up by we, I mean, like now even all of us to get hung up on expectations. What is it that these people were expecting Jesus to do? Save us, save us, you know, blessed is, you know, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. They had these high expectations of a, a man that was riding a donkey to a bloody cross. And we know that, but that's why this is just such a disturbing, it's a, it's a fun story, but it's also incredibly convicting and, and hard sometimes if we get down into the weeds with it. Right. That's so true because, you know, they had these great hopes and in just less than a week, their hopes are about to be dashed, right? Like, I mean, we, we're Easter people. We know the end of the story. We know about the resurrection, but these people see their hero, their savior, the, the person they're putting everything into that they're about to see him go to his death on the cross. Um, but at the moment, they have all of their hopes riding on him. And, you know, I, I can't help but be a little grateful because I have all my hopes riding on him as well. But yet I know the end of the story. Um, I just can't, you know, when I think back to where they are, um, I can't also help but think about how sometimes today all the things we put our hope in and yet Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, this was an unmitigated disaster. And how many times have you fallen in love with somebody? You know, you put all your eggs in that basket and only to be devastated or betrayed in some way. Uh, how many times have you really wanted a job that you didn't get? That's what's happening. It, they were not standing around the cross. That, I mean, that's the thing. It was, when he, he was on the cross, alone with a few people, his mama, a couple others, they were, they abandoned shit. Uh, we do that. Thanks, Lori. I, I couldn't, I can't agree more. Um, I think that what's really important for us to remember on Palm Sunday is that this, we have to have some big reflection as Christians. Um, or else Easter doesn't feel sweet, right? We have to really um, take some time to, to process and to think about when are the times that we um, don't show up or mess up. And, um, and that's really hard to do. <laughs> it's not easy. Like that's why Holy Week is kind of uncomfortable. Um, but it's, Easter's not right when you skip over that. Yeah, that's right, Marco. You know, for me, it's an invitation to reflect on my ability to keep my mouth shut when I'm supposed to speak up and my ability to speak up when I really need to shut up and listen. And the same goes for when I show up and when I stay away. And oftentimes when we use the word protest, especially in this day and age, that, that triggers folks into some politi political debate. But, th but this this story is about allegiance and Christ, Christ our King and the cross. And so you're right, like this is the place where we pause and consider where we might, where are we in the story? 
are you putting your cloak down? Are you getting the donkey? Are you, did you disappear for, you know, are you on vacation this week and you're skipping Jerusalem altogether? Uh, because if you want to show up on Easter, you, you need to think about these things. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of empty clanging cymbals and gongs on Sunday. That's my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's true, Lori. And I think, you know, I think it's also safe to recognize that, you know, every year we may approach it in a different place, right? And that that's a normal part of our faith journey. And sometimes we're really great at laying our cloaks down. Um, and there are other times when people show up and give us their cloak or lay their cloak down for us and um, carry us uh, in, in seasons and periods. But but ultimately, um, you know, we're all hollering, save us. And thankfully, Jesus does, no matter where we show up, like when we're weak and when we're strong. Thanks, Lisa. So I think that as we, um, as we prepare for this Sunday, and as we prepare for Holy Week, um, my question, my parting question for you all is um, to think about what you show up for. Where, where are you showing up in this season? Where are you at um, in your faith? Um, what, are you, um, what are you picking up palms for and showing up to the gate where the donkey's coming in? Um, what are those things for you that matter for you? Um, and I, I hope that, you know, as a church, as, as we, as we come together for Easter, right. And, um, we just take time to, to think about what we're looking around and seeing in our worlds and what, what does that mean for us as, um, as Easter people with the promise of resurrection right on the horizon, Ashley, would you close us in prayer? Absolutely. Let us pray. God, thank you so much for this time, um, simply to be in conversation about your word and, and how it's leading and guiding us, especially in this season. And I just pray that as we head into Holy Week, um, it gives us pause and reflection to the allegiances that we have um, to one another, to our church, to our family, to our community, and to the larger world and the, uh, the work of reconciliation in, in this place. Um, God, thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, who is Jesus of the palm branches and Jesus of the cross. Um, so let us remember that this week um, as, we, as we approach the resurrection. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you on Sunday.